That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGillan. One thing to know about me, I love LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn for job searchers, for employers who are hiring, and I especially love LinkedIn as a networking and personal branding tool. If you're not taking advantage of all the incredible LinkedIn tools to optimize your profile, you're not alone, but you are definitely missing out. It can be challenging to know where and how to optimize your profile. That's why I invited Lissa Lee Jackson onto the show. Lissa works for LinkedIn and teaches people how to use the platform, including how to optimize their profile every day as part of her day job. Today, she's sharing six lesser known tips for optimizing your profile. And I even made some of the changes she recommended to my own profile while we were having our conversation. And so far, the results have been incredible. I know you're going to love this episode. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Well, thanks for joining us today, Lissa. Let's start with your background and how it led you to your current role at LinkedIn. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. So my story begins in college when I wrote in my notebook that I wanted to work for a dream company. And a dream company for me was either Google or LinkedIn. And I wish that the story when I graduated from college and then I landed my dream job in tech and that was the end of the story. But for me, that wasn't the story. I actually ended up working in a Target store management program. I was an intern with them and retail management was not my dream career. And quite frankly, it just wasn't really fulfilling me. And I was trying to figure out where I went wrong, which probably the answer is nothing, but how I get from a a career in in retail where if you start a career in retail, you can really stay there. It, you sort of like get branded as being in in the retail space. So I used my skills around I had actually in college worked as a career coach, and I was teaching LinkedIn workshops as part of that. And I used the skills that I learned helping other people build their personal brand to start focusing what little extra time I did have on that piece. And it took five years, but five years later, I would join LinkedIn uh, as part of a a cohort of new employees with a 0.04% acceptance rate that year. Wow. And That's I really crazy. credit that to, you know, building my personal brand and and a big part of that being my knowledge around LinkedIn and really being able to show up on the platform. So I personally think that this personal branding and LinkedIn element 
is a big piece of the puzzle. And I'm so excited to share what I can to help others use these tips to find their dream job, because I can truly say I love what I do for LinkedIn today. It's amazing to hear you say that too. And to your point, of course, you had to have the target job to end up getting the job at LinkedIn. I always, you know, it's, it's very few people go from college to their dream job. And it's, it's kind of, you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes that could have been your dream job and you wouldn't know anyways, cause you don't really have anything to compare it to. So I actually think in a way it happened in the best possible pattern, even if it was a little painful for you for a few years of being in a job that you knew wasn't the right fit. So we're talking about LinkedIn today and LinkedIn profiles and how we can optimize them, not just for the job search, but also for personal branding. Can we talk a little bit about just personal branding in general? Why does this matter? Like if you're not job searching specifically too? Yeah, I think personal branding is this term that gets thrown around a lot. And I think there's some different takes on it. To me, it's about really figuring out who you authentically are, where you want to go and being able to tell that story externally, right? You've got to be able to get people sort of in on what you're trying to do. So for me, that's where the magic was in pivoting from retail to tech. My in-between step between working as a store manager at Target and getting to LinkedIn is for three years, I worked at a very small tech company that had about 300 employees. And the way that I landed that that job was I actually learned how to build a website. And I built sort of a personal brand website that told the story about how I train people at Target and how I was responsible. I actually used to get in trouble when I worked at Target because I would make learning materials for and like training guides for the people that worked in my district. And you're not supposed to do that because it's supposed to come from corporate down. And I think it was that sort of failure to fit the mold that made this light bulb go off and say, oh, wait, at tech companies and other companies out there, this skill set is actually something that I wouldn't get in trouble for. It's something I would be rewarded for. So I get to tell the story in a different way and control that narrative. And my boss at that medium-sized tech company saw it and went, if you can build this website and you can tell the story, you can work for us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like finding a place that also values the the skills that you bring to the table. It's interesting your take on personal branding, because I also think of it as like, what do you want to be known for? Like if people were in a room and they were, they threw out the topic of training, you want them to say like, Lissa is our person, you know, like that she, she's the go-to, she loves that stuff. And so I always think of personal branding as sort of like, what you want to be known for moving forward. Your reputation is sort of what you've done in the past that makes you credible. But personal branding is like, who are you moving forward or what do you want to be known for? So I completely agree that personal branding is incredibly important. It doesn't matter if you are job searching or not. I think when you are job searching, it's especially important because people are looking to try to figure out and connect the dots. Like, who are you? What have you done? Where are you going? What are you known for your specialties, et cetera? What's a game where no one wins? The waiting game. When it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, use Indeed, the powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates, 
whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data. One of the things I personally love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place really easy. As a former recruiter, I know how important it is to get even one step closer to finding that perfect candidate. With Indeed, candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in the search, according to U.S. Indeed data. Indeed does the hard work for you by showing you candidates whose resumes already fit your job description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Contessa. Offer good for a limited time. One more time, you can claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Contessa. Just go to indeed.com slash Contessa and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Contessa. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, friends. I'm Cameron Rogers, host of Freckles Beauty and Friends podcast, which is now on Dear Media. Are you wondering what just happened to your life after having a baby or struggling with your mental health during postpartum? That was me just a few months ago. Are you working on healing your relationship with yourself, your body, and or food? Same. We are all on a journey to self-love and acceptance, and I'm right there with you. That's what Freckled Foodie and Friends is all about, reminding you that no matter what, you are not alone. Make sure to tune in for season five, launching with Dear Media on November 9th, and subscribe to listen to new episodes every Wednesday morning. Meet the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business. Scheller's full-time, evening, and executive MBA programs consistently rank top 20 in the nation. In fact, the evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in Georgia. And Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition costs with average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than any comparably ranked programs. Speaking of tuition, Scheller offers many scholarships and fellowships for women, making an investment in you and your MBA accessible. There are so many options at Scheller, students can choose from 14 concentrations to major in, including sustainability, business analytics, supply chain, international business, and more. Scheller is located in the heart of Atlanta's tech square, an area with the highest density of startups, corporate innovators, and researchers in the southeastern U.S. Students gain real-world experience with Tech Square's neighbors through practicums, projects, and internships. We've spoken about the importance of networking on our show before, and being immersed in a professional community like this will be such a great asset for both during your MBA and after you complete it. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Through a business education at Scheller, women gain infinite opportunities to grow and transform both personally and professionally while learning how to lead at the intersection of business and technology. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech's Scheller MBA programs. One more time, that's GT, like Georgia Tech, MBA women. Com to learn more about Georgia Tech's Scheller's MBA programs. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Let's talk about some other things related to LinkedIn. So what are some ways that people are finding jobs via LinkedIn? Mm, I think LinkedIn is such an excellent platform for finding jobs. It's certainly not the only one, right? I won't say that, but it is one of the top job boards, so to speak. And I think there's just so much opportunity. There's over, I think we're over 60 million companies on LinkedIn now. And so there's so much opportunity to tap into. And it's not just on the job boards. It's also, you know, you have to remember that LinkedIn is full of individuals. There's almost a billion members on LinkedIn now. So there's a billion people out there Some of them are posting jobs. Some of them are making LinkedIn posts saying, hey, my team is hiring. And so there's more than one way to sort of go about this. But I I know I have some tips to share. And some of those will be ways to help you shine when somebody finds your profile. But I also want to talk about the other side, which is like how to set yourself up for success to be found. I'm not saying that all the time somebody's going to come and find you, but you have to know that there's you know, all these recruiters out there that are using LinkedIn as a tool to find the right talent. And you know that because, you know, you were a recruiter at Hulu and and you used to do this. Yeah. And we did. We we used uh, LinkedIn's recruiting tool all the time to source for talent. Everyone who listens to the show knows I've talked about this a lot. The other thing I will say is I have a friend who is a freelance recruiter. She doesn't even pay for the LinkedIn recruitment tool because it is very expensive. So if you're a freelancer, you might not want to pay for that. And she still uses LinkedIn just with the basic search things to source candidates. So it proves that you want to be optimized and you want to be found. So let's let's get into your tips because they're really good and I don't want to waste any time on this. So your first tip is about your LinkedIn headline. So talk about a little bit what the headline is in case people don't know where that is on the profile. Absolutely. So first to just set context, again, all of these tips are going to be keeping in mind that there are recruiters out there whose companies pay for this, you know, expense, you know, investment of a tool for them to go and find the right talent. And the way they do that is they are literally starting their search with a billion members, and then they are using any pieces of data that they can to narrow down from those billion people to maybe a few thousand or even a few hundred people. So one of the first things that you can do you know, to help you get found is updating your LinkedIn headline. So your headline shows up sort of just below your name on your profile. And what I like to tell people is, you know, I would say 90% of people have name title or or under their name, they just have company title rather, name of the company and title. Or, you know, maybe if you're a student, you have student at XYZ University or college, but there's actually 220 characters total there for you to use. Now, I don't really know what a tweet is called anymore since it's been rebranded to X, but hopefully everybody understands the concept of a tweet, which is, you know, a short sort of few sentence memo. And so I like to think of the headline like that. You have space to not just describe what company or university that you're a part of and what your title is, which tells a little bit about your story. You have an opportunity to also share about who you are. Maybe if you have a goal where you're going, 
And when you put those keywords, right, maybe it's product manager, for example, when you put those keywords in your headlines, in your headline, that's one of the ways that recruiters can find you through LinkedIn because they are literally going to type in maybe product manager is one of those key insights. And if that shows up on your profile, especially in your headline, that can help you be that person that shows up when they're narrowing down from a billion to a few hundred. Yeah. The LinkedIn algorithm. So on the back end, you guys, recruiters will use keywords and the keywords, the the algorithm searches for these in your headline, in your experience section, in your summary uh, and your skills and probably some other sections. But that's one of the reasons why the headline is so important because it is looking, the algorithm is looking there for those keywords. So for you, you have sort of a formula that you like to use, which is you can do your title at company, which is all, always very helpful, um, especially because it is Usually it's easier to find a job when you are currently employed. So I totally understand wanting to put that there. But then you can go a step further and include other keywords. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because you mentioned uh, a unique selling proposition. So what, like, give us an example of a headline that you really like. What does it look like? Mm, So I think it depends on what your goal is, right? If this is a student, if I were to give the advice to myself back in 2016, when I was graduating from college and I was trying to get into tech is not something I took advantage of, but I might start to do research and get clear on what my goal was. At the time, maybe that was working and learning and development in tech. So maybe I would have put something along the lines of aspiring learning and development leader in the tech space, Mm -hmm. right? So there's that. You could also be a little bit further along in your career. You're looking to make a pivot or you're just looking to get known for something in particular. There's an opportunity to make a bigger statement about who you are and who you help. So like, for example, my headline now says, you know, inspiring you to build a powerful personal brand and network because that's what I want to be known for. If somebody types in personal branding or networking, I want to be the person that pops up. Yeah. And I think one of the good things to do, you guys, is go on LinkedIn and look at what other people are putting in their headlines, because you'll start to see this pattern of like a lot of times they'll do their job title plus the company, and then they'll include other keywords, those other keywords. So for example, I might have said recruiter at Hulu, and then I might have included the keyword talent acquisition because someone might search for that talent development, you know, uh, recruiting tech, emerging tech talent, because that is sort of my specialty. Now I have career expert, founder and career, uh, CEO, career contessa, podcast host, author, because those are all the things I do. I also talk about, or I mentioned in my headline, what I like to write about in my posts. I like to talk about job searching and career advancement. So I'm telling people not only who I am and kind of my titles, but I'm also sharing, this is what I, this is the personal branding stuff that I like to talk about, which is job searching and advancing at work. If you work for an organization, I would probably say, take the angle of having more of those keywords in there. So like using the recruitment example, if you're a product manager, maybe you say product manager at X company, but then you say something like product development, program management, project management, whatever those keywords are. And you can always use the job description for those keywords to find them if anybody's struggling with that. But I think that's a really good tip and do not miss out on the headline. Okay. What is the second part of the profile that we should optimize? Tip number two. And right now, where we're focusing is in the top of the profile because that's ultimately just like a resume or anything else. It's really just human nature that we tend to look at the things we see first the most. So we're at that top where recruiters or anybody who views your profile is going to probably spend the most time before their attention span is gone. So 
I'm sure you've heard before that you should have an optimized profile picture and you absolutely should have a profile picture. Uh, You're more likely to be found. You're more likely to be clicked on. But a lesser known tip is to actually update your LinkedIn. It it sometimes is called the profile banner. Some people call it a cover photo. Uh, But this is that image that sits right behind your profile picture and sort of frames out where your headline and your name and your other information shows up. A lot of people leave this blank. I call it the blue bubbles background because it's just sort of this ambiguous sort of gray blue bubble texture that is going to show up there if you have not updated this yet. Now, most people give the tip, you know, certainly you can go in and update this. LinkedIn will give you a few different options and some of them could help you align to a cause. And that could be a nice thing to add to sort of your personal brand. You could use a stock photo that's of, you know, the city that you live in or something along those lines. But I think the best thing to to think about when you're using this space is that it's a free billboard that sits right in the most viewed part of your profile. And knowing what we know about how visual people are, if you could just go the extra mile and brand this to tell more of your story, I think that's excellent. So my pro tip here is you do not have to be a designer. Certainly, if you want to invest in getting a graphic designer to help out with this, you could certainly do that. But I love the tool Canva. There's a free version and they have templates. If you just type in the keyword, you know, LinkedIn cover photo or LinkedIn banner, they have a bunch of different templates that you could use. And even if it was just having a a colorful background, with a few more keywords that describe who you are and what you do. It's just another opportunity to share that story. It won't necessarily help you get found more on LinkedIn, but when people do find you, it can really help set you apart because this is something that not a lot of people are doing. Yeah. I love this too, because I've seen people who are have their own personal websites. They'll put the the name of the website in the back uh, for the profile photo also. So it might be like an image of their website and then it will say work with me with the their personal URL. I've also seen it where sometimes they put something related to their own company. There are people who I've seen who will just use an image that's related to their work. So a freelance writer might have you know a pen and paper for their background photo. I agree with you. It's It's something that's eye-catching. However, it relates to your personal brand. Again, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known as the writer? Do you want to be known as a recruiter? But for this company, you know, I've seen a lot of people do that as well, where they'll their company might have something. And so they kind of use it as a space to advertise their company. They may, but a lot of times people are just advertising what they're interested in. And I think that is really interesting to use it as like a billboard. I love it when people have like, for example, I just updated mine. I put like a photo of this podcast cover. I put a photo of the book that I wrote and the Career Contessa website. And it says careercontessa.com because it's like, this is wasted space. Otherwise, otherwise I can visually show people like I have a book and a podcast and a website, which is everything I just told you also in my headline. So that's a really good tip. Many of you know that I'm a working mom of two under two. So that means anytime I can travel, it's a really big deal. And when I travel, it's important for me to stick to my routines of moving, eating and sleeping well for me and my family. Our sponsor, Weston, makes it easy to stay well while traveling. With over 200 destinations around the world, Weston Hotels makes it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. At Weston, you can work out how you want with a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. 
You can maintain your focus in Weston's workout fitness studios. They're equipped with state-of-the-art equipment, or you can get moving on a group run led by Weston's Run Concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easy for you to explore the local areas. Weston has three and five mile scenic running maps that make it easy for you to find the best route to explore on foot. And if you prefer to do your own thing, feel free to use workout and recovery gear available on demand through Weston's gear lending program. I actually did this because I went to Seattle once and I totally forgot all my exercise stuff. And I was really lucky. I was staying at a Weston because they just literally dropped off the gear at my door. It was amazing. And at Weston, you can eat well too with the Weston eat well menu It's designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. So you can choose what's right for you based on your desired portion size and nutritional balance. Weston makes it easier for you to continue nourishing your health, no matter the destination. I always find this really important because I feel like when I travel, I get so far off my routine and I kind of feel really blah. And sometimes it's the drinks and the food and all that adding up. And I love that at Weston, you don't have to worry about that because it's basically taking your routine with you. And at the end of the day, you can sleep well at Weston as well. You can recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed, which just so you guys know, as a parent of two under two, the idea of being able to sleep in and sleep in an amazing bed is like probably the best thing ever right now. They even include a sleep well lavender balm, which eases tension and helps you drift to sleep. This is something that I know sounds really small, but it really does help you disconnect from your day and be able to sleep. And again, for anyone with little kids, you understand why this is maybe the best part of any vacation if you can sleep well, and then hopefully they'll also let you sleep in. Weston Hotels and Resorts is part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and an award-winning travel program. At Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, tip number three. Hit us with it. Tip number three is to use this feature called the featured section. I think (laughs) it's a little bit overlooked as uh, something that you can add to your LinkedIn or you may not even be aware of it. If you're looking for it, there's a few different ways to access this. It is basically uh, going to show up right below. You know, now we're scrolling down a little bit. We're below where your photo and your banner is, and we're in kind of the next layer of your LinkedIn profile. And to access this, either you can take a post that you've made in the past, like maybe you made a post about you graduating or about an award you won or something else where you got a lot of engagement and people were congratulating you, but now it's you know gone in the feed and people don't see it anymore. 
you can go to that post and up in the top right, you should see three little dots where you can go and you can add that post to your featured section. The other way that you can go about this is you can just go to add profile section when you're editing your profile. And typically it's hiding under what's called recommended. So you'll see there's different categories of sections to add. If you go to that recommended section, you're going to see something called featured. And this is where you can add new media to your LinkedIn profile. So let me give you some examples. If you're, let's say, looking for a graphic design job and you have a portfolio, you might want to highlight that portfolio in your featured section. It's going to have an image and a link that shows up there. So it's another opportunity to capture that visual attention. And I believe you can go in and edit the photo that's going to be shown there. And, you know, maybe you have a YouTube channel that you want to highlight. Maybe you have a personal website that you want to send people to. Anything that I've covered in terms of, you know, a post about an award you won all the way through a portfolio would be perfect to add in that section because you can drive traffic there. And it just shows beyond sort of the text heavy part of the LinkedIn profile that you really have something cool to offer and it's going to make you more memorable as well. So two to three pieces in that section that are highlighted could really, really help with that. Yeah. The interesting thing about the featured section is not only most people don't have this, so you'll stand out by having it, but it really drives home the fact that we are visual people. We we want to see the visual. So even if your job is an accountant and you're like, there's nothing visual about my job, it's like, you have to find a way to create some visual. So for example, maybe you had a screenshot of an award or you have an example of something that you can link to that mentioned, like maybe you were mentioned in an article or maybe you can still upload an image of a feature and you could just describe it, but it still gives us that visual, even if you don't have a link. Cause I think sometimes one of the challenges is like, yes, I have a link to my podcast, my personal website, my Instagram channel. But what if you don't have those things? You know, what if you have a career where you're like, look, I do stuff all day long, but I can't show a visual of it, you could still upload a photo and then describe the thing that you're known for. And it would just be one more thing to drive home. So I'm just giving people also an alternative. If you don't have some of these links, if you have these links, definitely put them in there. I also read something on LinkedIn the other day. It was some LinkedIn top influencer who was mentioning like, don't use the feature section to share about your posts that you write, unless it's a post that got like tons of engagement where you took the screenshot of it because there's a whole section below that shows your post activity. So you really want to use this feature activity as sort of like, okay, what, what are your top highlight reels, like your awards or anything again, visual that you can explain there. So I think that's also a really, really good tip to include, even if the algorithm isn't searching for it, but when then, when people that do land on your profile, it's very impressive, right? Definitely. Definitely. Like it really stands out to me. Like I have looked at hundreds and hundreds of you know, as part of my role at LinkedIn profiles. And it's like the number one thing that's missing. So even for me, it really, really stands out when somebody has actually used it. And I'm like, oh, they know how to use LinkedIn. This is great. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the next section, which is the about section. Mm, So about section, let's just be honest, has to be the most intimidating part of your LinkedIn profile to put together. And I see a lot of people skip it. They just don't add it in there. And I can totally appreciate why. The other thing that I see a lot of, and I'm just going to, you know, I know we're on a podcast or if you're watching the YouTube version, like I am physically raising my hand and saying, when I 
first joined LinkedIn, my about section, also sometimes called the summary, was literally like, Lisa Jackson is an award-winning woman in business who has a degree from like it read like that. Mm-hmm. And, and what surprises a lot of people and honestly surprised me when I joined LinkedIn and I really started learning what the official platform best practices are, it is supposed to be written in the first person. So you're supposed to say, I am, I do, I create. And in retrospect, that makes a lot of sense. Your LinkedIn profile represents you and you're going to be maybe direct messaging people. Hopefully you're having conversations with recruiters or anybody else that you're trying to connect with as yourself. It's not a landing page that's like some museum of you. It is a profile that represents you and you're communicating through it. So it it makes sense that you would write it from your own perspective. Right. Now, what do you actually write there is probably the the natural next question. So you have, I I think it's over 2,000 characters that you can write here, but this probably brings us back to that conversation around keywords, right? The objective is not to just stuff a bunch of keywords into that about section for the sake of being found, but it is an opportunity to introduce yourself, say, I am so-and-so. I'm currently working on X. In the past, I've worked on Y, maybe a little bit about where you see yourself going. I would say don't overthink it too much. This is a good one to maybe grab a, a buddy, a coworker, a fellow student, and maybe do a swap and and workshop it with each other. Also, your tip about going to other people's profiles, if you have kind of a direction you're trying to go, go see what they've written and maybe kind of use that because every industry is a little different in terms of how formally or informally you might talk about yourself. So don't overthink it, but definitely take advantage of that space to tell more of your story. It is the only place that you can really fully explore that story on your profile. And I want to make a note about formatting. So please don't write just one really long paragraph. Break it up. You know, it's hard for people to, our intention spans are already so short. So I love it when people break it up, depending on your industry. Maybe you use some emojis to kind of highlight the fact that you're talking about a section that's related to, you know, if you're talking about your accomplishments, you use like little the little metal sign or something. Um, so, you know, stick to what works for your industry, but make the formatting easy to read. One of the things I would also mention, I think that people get hung up on this is because they're like, I have to include all these keywords into it. So the first thing I like to see, if we're just talking about preference, I like people to to just be human when they're talking about it. So I don't love it when people throw in tons of big jargon, this and that. I really like it when they start with, you know, a bit about myself, a bit about their day job, basically, you know, maybe uh, something if you want to get in contact with them. Or for example, I see this a lot with recruiters where they're like, if you're looking for a job, here's something, you know, you can also advise somebody who would be reading your profile, the next steps, like for online, I always talk about how you can get in touch with me. I also really love doing something at the bottom or maybe even in the middle where it's like my specialties include. And that's where you can, I don't want to say keyword stuff, but that's where you can add the keywords that you want to be found for or want to be known for without feeling this pressure of like weaving all these amazing keywords into this, like, tell me about yourself. It's like, that's how you end up with a ton of jargon and it's humans reading the profile of other humans. So do some storytelling. I think that also really stands out. It's like, okay, this person isn't a machine. They actually have some personality. I'm really excited about interviewing them. Or maybe I've just read their entire summary where the other person, I got bored right away and I just put them in the maybe 
oh, maybe pile. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. It's like we want to work with people that we actually want to work with. That's, I think, the lesson here. And LinkedIn officially embraces you sort of being yourself. And you could certainly add, you know, personality aspects. Like this specific example comes to mind where I was talking with somebody and in her about section, which I absolutely read, it said that she was really great at taking care of plants. And at the time I was a plant killer, like everything that I ever purchased just died. And like, that was how we opened the conversation. So it's about, you know, also just being yourself and and showing up in the same way that you would at work. Yeah. I get it. You guys, it's stressful. It's like optimize, but also be human, but don't forget the machine and the algorithm, but also be yourself. You know, like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough balance, but you all are, you're totally capable of doing this. And I know everyone can. All right. So you're, uh, you've got two more tips. The next one is update your skills. So talk about why skills matter. Cause I think this is the one section that I really see people not pay attention to. Yeah. And why would you, you probably wouldn't automatically think like, Oh, the the biggest, most important part of my profile is my skills section. Like, I'm willing to bet if you're listening to this, the last time you went and brushed up your skills section was eons ago. Like, I'm willing to bet there might be some in there. It's like, I know Microsoft Excel and I know like a few different things. But let's go back to the way that recruiters search. They are looking for a person who is ultimately a unicorn and you know, check several boxes. Now let's imagine that they're looking for their next program manager. And that program manager is going to manage finances, right? What are the skills that a finance person might need? Well, maybe they need to know specific types of accounting, or maybe there is like a specific accounting software that they need to know. When recruiters do that search, skills is one of the levers that they're going to pull on to try to, again, get from that billion, that big pool of a billion people on LinkedIn down to that small search. So being able to leverage updating those skills is so, so key. So here's the here's the actionable advice. This one's easy. You're going to go over and look at a few dream job descriptions on LinkedIn you're going to look at the job description. You're going to see what keywords they mention in terms of skills they're looking for. And you're going to make sure that you update all 50 of your skill slots to be optimized for those skills that are being looked at for those roles. And that will greatly increase the chances that somebody is actually going to actively find you on the platform and reach out to you. Yep. And lastly, open to work. So talk about this one because there's a couple ways this can go. You can be very open to the whole uh, LinkedIn network that you're open to work. You can be a little bit more secretive about it. So kind of explain the details of this tool. Mm, Love open to work, but using the open to work feature, particularly if you already are currently in a job and maybe you're starting to do some searching can be a little nerve wracking. So there are two levels of turning on open to work. Maybe some of you have seen the green banner where it says open to work around somebody's profile photo. That's one way to do it. This is where you tell your entire network that you're open to work. Maybe for those people who may have recently lost their jobs, this is actually a great opportunity to do just that and leverage your network for help. But there's also an in-between stage where you can turn on open to work, but it will not alert your network. And it also will do, I mean, we can't guarantee privacy, but LinkedIn does its best to turn off any notifications 
at your company for folks who might be using the recruiter tool so that you're having anonymity in turning this feature on. And what happens is when recruiters at other companies are using that tool, this is one of the switches they're going to turn on to immediately reduce who they're reaching out to. Because think of it from their perspective, and you get this because you did this. Recruiters don't want to waste their time. They have a certain number of in-mail credits. They have a certain number of things that they can leverage to find the right talent. So by turning on the open to work switch in the back end, they're reducing to just people they know are ready for a new role. Because the worst mm-hmm. thing that they could do is reach out to somebody who has all the skills and all the right you know, experiences and all the right things on their LinkedIn profile. And they reach out and that person says, no, actually, I'm perfectly happy in my current role. Thanks, but no thanks. That would be a huge waste of their time. So by mm-hmm. turning this on, you're turning on that signal that says, I want to be found. And that can greatly help the chances that uh, you're going to be actually reached out to by a recruiter. And I would also add, if a recruiter does reach out to you and you're not looking, always respond because your response rate also matters to LinkedIn. When they are recommending your profile to someone who is searching, they're also saying who's been active on LinkedIn, who responds to messages, who has an optimized profile. So all of these things help make the algorithm happy. And so we can't forget about if we want to show up in those recommendations when recruiters are searching or other tools, you need to be going on LinkedIn. My general rule or my advice is I tell people, try to go on LinkedIn once a week. Even if you're just commenting on people's posts, checking out people's posts, maybe going through and you know saying yes to any of the referrals that have asked or um, connections that have asked to connect, just try to be active. Try to go on there once a week after you have this optimized profile. If you're not comfortable posting yet, then just start by commenting. I think there's a lot of networking that goes on on LinkedIn that feels very subtle. And that's another really great thing about LinkedIn. So these have been amazing tips. I feel like these are all lesser known profile optimization tips that Lissa has shared with us today. Lissa, where should people find you if they want to see your profile and check out your stuff? Um, Any other tips and final words that you want to leave us with? Well, the number one place to find me is, well, you guessed it, on LinkedIn. So we can make sure that that's linked in the show notes. I would love to connect with listeners and know what your favorite tip was. I also have some other free resources with additional tips. And I'm always in your comments on your LinkedIn posts as well. So I love what you said about that. There really is this wonderful community on LinkedIn to tap into beyond just finding your next gig or your next client or whatever that goal is, there's some really cool people to meet on LinkedIn. And I think that's the best part of being part of it and showing up is that you meet people like the career contestant herself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I'll, I'll link to my profile in the show notes as well. You guys, I started testing some of this stuff out. I turned on creator mode after you and I had a conversation, I tested out changing the background. So I've been trying to use myself as a guinea pig for this. And it's been not only really fun, but it's also allowed me to, I guess, like expand my reach a little bit more. And I'm just thinking more outside the box versus, you know, from the recruiter point of view or the job searcher point of view. So I'll also link to my profile. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing these tips. It's so helpful. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Don't forget to rate and review our show. It means a lot to us and we really appreciate it. Plus, we love reading your reviews. I'm also sharing a link to our free LinkedIn skills worksheet. 
This worksheet will help you narrow down which skills you should highlight on your LinkedIn profile so you can make the most of all 50 spots. Totally free and you can download it via the link in the show notes. Lastly, if you're looking for more LinkedIn profile optimization tips, listen to my episode with Jeremy Schleifling, also shared in the show notes. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.